Because, like, think about all the stressors you have right now. Yeah. They wouldn't even exist if you didn't accomplish that other thing you really wanted. Right. Like, I used to get on my knees before bed in my childhood bedroom and pray to God, God, please don't let me work a 9 to 5. I'm not meant for a 9 to 5. I'm meant to entertain. I'm meant to be seen. I'm meant to be heard. And I'd be like, God, please give me a voice. Like, and I remember, like, I would be crying. I'd be upset. And I would do it every night. But when I was 19, I had the intention. I was like, I'm going to be a content creator. But I would give up constantly throughout the next five years like I would keep trying keep trying keep trying and it wouldn't work and I would just give up and get a job and I'll work the job for a couple months and I'd be like what are you doing you don't this want this isn't right no it's not right yeah. you don't want to study you don't want to be in school you don't want to work this you want to entertain so I would quit whatever it is and I would get back into it and repeat for like five years and the reason why this one works for me and I truly believe this is because I told myself no no plan B you're doing it and you're going all the way Today, I could not be happier to introduce you all to Ryan, better known as Emotions, and my absolute favorite astrology guru. We talk setting boundaries, how to navigate growing on social media, and manifesting the things you really want. Ryan's based in New York City and is such a lively and kind spirit. This conversation was so much fun, and I am so excited for you all to hear it and enjoy it. All Things Con Amor is the pursuit of holistic health, wellness, happiness, love, the things that really set our soul on fire. Enjoy the ride. All right, today we have such a fun guest. This is gonna be a really good episode. I can feel it in my bones. Ryan, can you introduce yourself? Give us a little bit of background, who you are, what you do. Oh my gosh, they were so sweet. That was um, very flattering. I, I need to take a minute to be like, oh my god, that was really nice. My name is Ryan. Um, I post spiritual and manifestation astrology content on TikTok. When did you start TikToking? Like, I, okay, for everyone's background knowledge, I followed him. Like, I am very, very not on the spiritual side of TikTok, even though I love it. But he is such a big creator that he has been on my For You page multiple times. And how could I not follow for the tips for oh. the full moon and the manifestation rituals? And so when did you start creating them? How did you get into it? What did you do before that? Oh my gosh, thank you so much. That means the world to me, especially because like you're really citing exactly what I post content on. I got into it, like, actually, I set the intention to like want to be a content creator like for a really long time now. It was something I've been wanting to do since I was like... I've grew up on like Disney Channel and Vine and YouTubers mm -hmm. and like it's always been like kind of like a dream of mine. So I started TikTok with the intention of like wanting to create content and seeing where it goes, but I didn't really fall into like that specific niche of like spirituality and astrology and all of that until, you know, it kind of just happened. Okay. I was just making content on whatever my life was happening and what I was like interested in. And then the the spirituality stuff just started really like doing it for me and I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty like you know, I have my own relationship with spirituality. I'm going to continue making videos about that and seeing how that goes. And it just kept going. And then it kind of brought me here. So yeah, it was like, it was very natural. It felt okay. very right. And I'm honestly really thankful for it because I feel like I never run out of ideas just because there's always something happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like it's a really good niche to be in because it's like, there's always something going on in the always, stars. Always, always, always. Something Something's is happening. always happening. Yeah, exactly. When three of my friends call me crying and I'm like, oh God, what position is the moon in right now? Oh, exactly. Always. Actually, that's literally the first thing I do when like I'm feeling extra emotional. I'm just like, okay, what, what sign is the moon in? Why are we feeling this way? And like, it really brings like a lot of comfort, at least to me, to be like, 
I can blame this on something else. Like, it's yeah. not necessarily me. Yeah. And then for everyone's background knowledge that I know, some people might follow me for the science side and they know I'm in medical school. I really, really believe in the coexistence. That's not a word. The fact it that now. We science <laughs> and medicine and religion, I really think they intersect much more than people are willing to admit. Right. I think that they've been super polarized to be opposites, but I think that like science and medicine is our way of describing things that have always been going on. Right. And I really believe that like everybody prays to like the same higher power. They just call Absolutely. it different things and that's they have exactly, different rules around it. Yeah, that's how I feel. And yeah. what gets it for me is the fact that there are actual, I don't know if there are full studies published on this, mm -hmm. but people that work in the ER swear by the fact that way more patients come in and crazy stuff happens on full moons. Yes, I've actually heard about that too. Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah, the full moon really gets like people really rowdy and like I don't even know the specific explanation of that either, like on a, you know, scientific level, but like... <laughs> Um, spiritually, yeah, and I, I, I'm also a very rational person, like, I wouldn't really necessarily believe in something unless I saw it firsthand or I experienced mm -hmm. it firsthand, I just feel like with spirituality and astrology and the things that I do practice and believe in, I feel like it's consistent for me, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, even if I can't necessarily explain it on the level of, like, you know, science or, you know, I guess facts, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it feels really natural to me and it makes sense. So I just, I wanted to give them that background because I really like it when people who are super intellectual will be like, yeah, they can coexist. Absolutely. Yeah. And humans are made of like 75% water. If Absolutely. the moon affects the like water tides, yeah. it would make sense that it would affect us on some molecular level. Absolutely. And there are so many studies done with like the shape of water crystals moving based on whether you say nice words to them or mean words to them. Yep, and I do be speaking to my water and I do be saying nice things to the water. And like it do be doing <laughs> things for me back or at least I believe so. And like at the end of the day, it could be all placebo, but if it is, it's working Whatever. for you. It's working. It's yeah. bringing positivity in my life. It's keeping me in line with staying positive, with speaking in words of empowerment. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll talk to the water or like do whatever I need to do. So yeah. I think um, people really taking home the message of like doing whatever they need to do, whatever they feel called. So like whatever resonates with them, that is what's meant for you. I always try to start off yoga classes with that where I'm right. like, this is your practice. You don't have to follow everything I say, but like take what resonates and then like don't be judgmental of the things that don't exactly that's exactly what my content is like people always ask for specific things or methods or manifestations or you know whatever it may be and what i always say spirituality is your own spirituality and it's freedom it's what works for you what you believe in what you feel comfortable with mm -hmm. it's not one size fits all so yeah like you said take what resonates with you and if it doesn't that's totally fine too and it might work for someone else and that's totally fine too yeah. it's figuring it out and figuring out your own relationship with your own spirituality so when did you really start like what introduced you to astrology how did you really get into it and learn more about it or did you start learning more about it when you saw it was really picking up on tiktok like i always tell my followers this um when i first started on tiktok it's like what I'm learning, I'm like learning with you because I spent more time looking into it and actively studying astrology and getting deeper into it. But interestingly enough, I was reading my old journal entries because um, I've kept journals since like early high school. Like every single day, I was very avid with talking about my thoughts and what was happening in my life and concurrently. Mm -hmm. And I noticed my um, journal entries probably like in the early 2010s or whatever, I would be like, I'm manifesting this, I'm claiming this, and like da 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 Just very um, language I use now, except I take him, I said it casually back then. Like okay. I was like, oh, I'm just manifesting this, we. But now I'm like, now I'm like, oh no, I'm, I am, I have manifested this. This is something that I have brought into fruition, stuff like that. So like, I've always had like a very casual interest in it, but with the content that grew with me, like I was like, I really need to, I need my due diligence for an audience. If yeah. they're going to be following me, I want to make sure that 
I'm doing something that I believe in, that I stand by. Like, I would never post anything that I haven't actively tried and also um, succeeded in because I wouldn't want to, like, tell them to do something that I haven't done myself or whatever. Yeah. It's it, it really is, like, what I feel is moral or not. So I, I grew with it. I've always had an interest in it. But then, like, when the TikTok started picking up, that's when I sat down and I was like, I'm going to take this super seriously and, like, I would study it and I would pay attention to it and I would do my best to be open-minded and be a student as well. Yeah. If I'm going to be relaying it back to other people. And there's so much to learn within like the different versions of it and the different communities. Definitely. So I really commend you for that. Yeah. Because a you. lot of it is, I think it's such like beautiful ancient knowledge that we've kind of like grown apart from. Yeah. And so it's really cool for me to see how much it's come back. And I am really right. excited about like the way it's also come back in terms of like herbs and stuff like that right because i think that there is so much healing power in that but because it's not as westernized yet people don't really know how to fully take advantage of it so eventually yeah. that's something i want to learn to study right um so did you did you go to undergrad or were you just oh right what did that all okay. look like let's do a little bit of that background before the tiktok thing um started for me so like i am currently like a full-time content creator and that's kind of where i get like you know my life from like mm -hmm. all the sources of everything essentially it's my career but initially um I graduated with a BA in psychology and oh, cool. I was gonna do some psychology stuff like mm -hmm. I don't know like I was probably gonna go to grad school and um, try to like study you know psychology deeper to p learn to be like a therapist yeah. was what the goal was goal in air quotes because that was just like a very sad meek backup plan for me because I've always wanted specifically this I wanted to be an entertainer I've wanted to like have a voice and I wanted to you know be able to share things on a platform mm -hmm. but because I don't know how realistic that was I was like you know what is realistic going to school getting a job and living that life but that would have been like really like not the existence I would have appreciated but that's exactly what happened I graduated and then it was time to get you know a big girl job so then the pandemic happened and I couldn't get the job because like nothing was really hiring and everything was kind of right. shut down and I was like well I don't know if this is like my only last shot at really going after it because I had just turned 24 at that time and mm -hmm. I was like I was like well I feel like I'm too old to be making content I'm too oh, old no. for like right and it's anyone like listen you're not too old for anything no. it's so stupid to even have that notion like you can make it at any time and but i think society do. has a way of making us feel that way like yeah, i absolutely. feel i'm 24 right now i'm turning 25 at the end of july and people oh don't gosh, realize yeah. how young i am until i talk about it mm -hmm. but i feel super behind in life because of content creators like i look up i don't know if you know who grace beverly is I she is the yeah. founder of this like sustainable activewear company she's okay. forbes 30 under 30 wow. she has written a new york times best-selling book she wow. is my age oh my gosh and that's so intimidating. it's super intimidating yeah, when like intimidating. those are the I'm stories you hear on social <laughs> I'm media i'm like let me start writing a book right now yeah no, exactly and like social media and like mainstream media and just everything we see it's always like younger is better and then yeah. you have people like billy eilish 15 years old like number one on the billboard and then you have like then people get younger olivia rodrigo who's younger than billy eilish number one on billboard and it keeps they're just keep they keep getting younger and they keep getting more successful and then it puts the pressure on you where it's like okay well when i was 19 I didn't have a number one album. Yeah, I didn't even know anything at 19 You know what I mean? So that could be very intimidating and daunting But like the truth is like like I said like anyone can make it in any industry or any goal that you have at any time And it really is just making sure that you're the one who believes in it mm -hmm. and that you're the one who like goes after it Which ties back into the manifestation thing um, Yeah, so like the pressure to be young and like, you know, Hollywood always wants younger 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 It's just like we're at an age now where we're controlling what media is and what output we want so if 
you're going to be 24 and have a podcast, then you're going to do that. And if I'm going to be, I'm 25 now, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be 25 and I'm going to be making videos talking about the stars, like, so be it. Like, it's fine. Like, everything yeah, is good. That's yeah, that's your path. I really believe in divine timing. Me too. What turned it around for me was hearing how old Oprah was when she made it big. Ooh. Oh my gosh. She had been fired from her first television show job. They oh told her that she would never be good at TV. And like, she's wow. Oprah. Oh my gosh. So see, when you I see things that way. I didn't know that. See, and that's... That exactly that perspective and like she's she's Oprah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's super inspiring. She also has a like really good podcast, I think Soul Spirits podcast, something like that. I will look into it. Oh, you should. I've listened to one episode and it was very inspiring. I should listen to more, but she was incredible. Mm -hmm. Aw. Yeah. Um, how did you get over like your fear of judgment? Like how did you decide to just do it? Or was there still a fear? Like were there days you were gonna quit? Okay, so like that fear initially when I first started and the video started taking off was so heavy and prevalent but it's just like you just it's I don't know if this is like the most like rudimental thing to do but it's just like you just have to fucking do it because like Mm -hmm. you can't just like you can't let that stop you people are gonna watch it people are gonna judge people are gonna feel a type of way but regardless it's what you want to do and it's kind of what's fueling you so you can't let it stop you and eventually it gets so much easier because then you just stop caring what yeah. people think like I used to get so upset at the smallest comments or when people I knew from my hometown would say something I'd be like super like frazzled about or upset and I'm just like eh. like it is what it is whatever like I'm doing what I'm doing you're doing whatever you're doing and we can live in those realms like that so like mm-hmm. it is just something you do have to get over but like when I first started it, it's very crushing and like for anyone who wants to start content creation I think that's a huge like crutch that they have to get past it's like knowing that people are going to see it including the people that you don't want to see it they're going to see it and you just have to push past that and you need to listen to the voices that are uplifting you though along the way so it's something that you navigate it does get easier though absolutely do you just not see it as much or does it not bother you as much when you see it i personally just don't like i don't know how other content creators are but for me i don't read my comments Mm -hmm. outside of the first like five to ten minutes because i know that's my core following who's gonna see it the early people who are like here first and they're gonna be like nice to me but generally i don't read my comments i don't try to like interact or be too deep into it i don't look at my numbers i don't know how many followers i currently have as of this podcast i don't know how my videos are doing i don't know any of that i just know that i'm proud of the output i'm doing stuff like that and that's for my own mental health too um, and how it's do just you post without knowing how many followers you have? Because I looked it up right before we started. So oh, don't tell me. So you don't want to know? <laughs> no, don't tell okay. me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, how do I post without knowing? I well, it was an intentional decision I made early on because when I first started like taking off per se, I would literally sit in my bed and refresh and watch the numbers go up and I would just refresh and I would notice hours go by and I would just refresh and I was just like I'm not doing anything so then eventually when I waned myself off of the refreshing and I started like looking at comments less and stopped getting in my head about it I felt like that's when I found my stride where it's like I am drowning out the noise of social media ironically I know this is like the platform it's on which is social media but I'm listening to what I believe you know is resonating with me and a lot of my content really does stem from what I feel with my like followers and like what's going on in their lives and that's what I ask myself before I sit down and write the videos because mm-hmm. I write all the videos so I, I'll sit down and be like what's going on in their lives what is happening in the stars how can it relate to each other how what, what do they need to hear right now what do they need to feel comforted by like stuff like that and it really makes me more intentional with the content because then if you're if you're chasing numbers you're gonna get those numbers absolutely but it's, I, I, I it's assume, not going to be fulfilling. It's not going to be as fulfilling. And so what yeah. you do from that perspective is that you're really serving people. And that's kind of what I the intention was. And I feel like also for anyone who wants to be a content creator in any level, it's just like you need to sit down and really define what your purpose is, what mm-hmm. your goal is when you start. And for me, it's just like 
I want to be able to help people and empower people the way that I didn't necessarily get. No one really explained to me, like, why I was feeling a type of way, you know what I mean? Or maybe what was happening. And it is very comforting to be able to be like, okay, I'm normal. I relate. People could read my comments and they'll be like, everyone else relates. Like, it is just, it is very relieving. So that's like, I, I need to take the numbers away at least, you know, with when I do it, just so I can make sure that the content is with that sole intention of serving whoever's watching it. I love that. And I think that's not just applicable in content creation. I think that's applicable in anything you do in life. Absolutely. And I think, I I think I heard this once that like your success is directly proportional to the amount of which you serve people. Oh, like to the degree of which you can. Oh, I completely agree with that. Like, it's just like the, when your intentions are very much there and like, you know, I'm not saying everyone needs to be like living for other people or trying to serve other people. It's of course their own purpose and what they feel called to do like Mm -hmm. not everyone is uh you know person of service I don't know there's what's that word like when someone like does things for other people there's a word for it like uh like giving too much no it's like a servant of the public something of that sort like public servant you know yeah yeah the public (laughs) servant you know like what the president is okay yeah I'm not the president god forbid (laughs) but um yeah like you really need to like figure out your intention with that so like I agree. Like, I definitely attribute a lot of my own personal success to being able to think about what they want, what they need, what they're thinking about, and being able to relate it back. So, um, it really does come down to that. A lot of it, at least. That really touches my heart because a big part of why I finally got over my fear of posting and decided to get into content creation was because I always wanted a bigger sister. Like, I always wanted someone that was there and figure things out for me. And I I have very strong big sister energy because I had to figure everything out for my little brother. I'm first gen on both sides. Absolutely. My parents didn't know, like, how to apply to colleges. They didn't know what the SATs were. I had to register everything for myself. Right. And then medical school was that, but, like, on steroids. Right. Like, getting into medical school is, yeah, I really had to piece everything together myself. Absolutely. So I really want to be like that big sister that like shows other women that they can do something like STEM, but they can also be like a girly girl and like live a life that brings them joy. And that's absolutely super inspiring. And that's great that you put yourself on a platform where it's like realistic. Cause a lot of times we always see like this really like polished down version of like, you know, people who are putting themselves out there. And of course, like we all do this to an extent, but it's nice to be like, I'm not only relating to you but I also do care about you and I also want to show you that if I can do this you can do this and like imagine what we all can do with you know the endless possibilities with it so that's incredibly inspiring it's just the vulnerability part of it is hard and it's really something I'm trying to overcome and I feel like I get closer to it every time I have conversations like this right but my video that has done the best naturally so far was me talking about getting C's in chemistry in college there you go and the fact that I still got into medical school with those grades because there's this weird misconception that you have to be a perfect Perfect student robot human yeah Yeah, exactly and that's not the case at all and a lot of people that like love medicine and would be wonderful doctors get They're so discouraged, discouraged and yeah. they quit because of those misconceptions and they need to see that yeah but yeah. then it was like terrifying that all of a sudden i was like oh my god is I just everyone gonna everyone think i'm I, dumb everyone knows i got so that i'm like that college. i'm like subpar no not at all and like honestly grades don't define anything i haven't been a student in years but like genuinely grades don't even define anything no but you're still able to achieve exactly what you want and like it shows other people and it really gives them the push like you don't know who saw that and was like yeah. you know what I can still try. Like I can okay, still. Okay, well, I, I do because I got so many comments being like, "This gave me hope." Oh, exactly. and I was like crying. I was like, "This is exactly what and I want out feeling. of social media." That's yeah, the feeling. Yeah, exactly. And you, I wish I could bottle up that feeling too, because it's like it's it's incredible and it's really nice to know that you are serving someone else, yeah. a stranger. 
Oh my gosh. Have you seen Jungle Cruise? No. It's a Disney show. Not a Disney show. It's a Disney movie starring, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and um, Emily Blunt. I watch it. So I've been traveling between California and New York over the past couple months. And mm-hmm. I watch it on every fucking flight. And <laughs> there's this one part where Emily Blunt is talking to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And she's like... I don't need to know somebody to care about them. And I always like, yes. I don't know why I cry at it. Cause I'm like, yes, I mean like, cause oh. I think it articulates how I feel too. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm just like, I don't necessarily have to know who this viewer is or who's following me or who's just scrolling on their thing and like get something out of my content. It's just like, I, 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 I just know that it is helping them in some way. You know what yeah. I mean? So you need to watch that. It's actually really good. I love that movie. I love that quote. What oh. really got me was in high school, I did like musicals and stuff. Yeah. I transferred into my high school. I was a new kid and I transferred in too late to play soccer, which was right. the one sport I wanted to keep playing. Right. So I was like, oh, why the heck not? Like I'm going to try out for this play. And then mm-hmm. I got in and I was never a leading role. I was always ensemble. Okay. But our drama teacher made such a big deal out, out of, of the role. fact that she would always say, you have to care further than the nose on your own face mm. because a, a good production a good musical doesn't it's work every unless one. everyone is everyone. 110 in. Yeah. like she was like from the person that's the tree to the very main character like you all need to be very present and showing up to every single thing for it to be as seamless as i want it to be yeah. and i never got past that because i was like the more you have a community the more you can yeah. build something that's actually really strong absolutely and that's exactly what you're saying like you don't have to know someone to care about them like you don't like you can, it's okay to care. It's cool to care. It is. And you're building the foundation too. Like you said, like, um, for it to be strong, right? You need that, you need that solid foundation. And guess what? We, we do need each other as human beings. We do need to be there for each other. We need to support each other. And every little role matters. Like you said, if you're the tree or maybe you're the lead, like every little role matters. And like, everyone does get their time. I've noticed too. Like everyone really does have their moment to shine regardless of what it is in life. So um, it is, it's building that community and it's empowering it and yeah. like being a part of it too. Not even just like watching it or leading it. It's like being a part of that community, you know? Well, something that really shocked me when mm-hmm. we were at Jules's and you were right. like, I don't watch TikToks. Like, I don't. <laughs> and I, can you elaborate on that? Because that blew can. my mind and I was so impressed by it. It's, it's also comes down to like a mental health thing. There are a few reasons why I don't watch TikToks, but the main thing is I noticed that after I started you know, fully investing in creating content, I wouldn't just watch TikToks. I would watch the TikTok, then I would see how many likes it got, how many comments it got, and I'll click the profile, see how many views it got, see how many followers they have, start doing the math in my head, being like, okay, if this video blew up for them and then they only got 20,000 followers, and that means that only 20,000 people were interested after watching this video to follow them, and then it just became a snowball for me. Wow. I would get really obsessive about the numbers, and which isn't my numbers, it was everyone's numbers. So, like, actually, to this day, the only time I watch a TikTok is if I open TikTok to record a video. And the first TikTok really just captures me really quickly. But typically, I'll open it, click pause, go straight to the record. Um, oh. And then my next thing is I don't like to watch other videos because I don't want other people's content to influence my content. Yeah. So there are a lot of creators, amazing, like phenomenal, smart, articulate creators in the same niche as me who have the most incredible videos. But I don't want to watch them, their videos, and then be like, oh, that's good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something like that. Or I'm going to write something similar to that. Or like, oh, they had a point that I didn't see before. I want it to become, I want it to be organic for me. I want it to be like what I naturally study. I want it to be naturally what I conceive. And I want it to be from what I listen to my followers. Meaning like when I'm on live and they're commenting things or asking questions and I'm paying attention to that. Or if I do read my comments, when I post the video, I'll read the initial comments. And if there's a good question in there, that's kind of what I'll build the basis off of. But um, typically like I can't, I can't watch other people's content. I do have specific creators that I will go on my desktop and type in their username and specifically watch their videos because mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, but it, there'll be it'll be like a pleasure type thing. It's not like a work type thing where it's like yeah. relating to my thing. I just 
can't look at the numbers. It would really wreck me. So it's like, I'm really intentional making sure that I put that boundary up. But I love how intentional that is. And that's something that I think everyone could learn from because social media, we know how addictive social media is. Oh, incredibly. Like Mm -hmm. you start to itch when you haven't opened your phone for five minutes and it's very alarming. Mm -hmm. And so my screen time is something I'm working on. So that's why after you said that, I was like, that is so impressive. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was like the only way I can keep creating basically. Yeah. Cause I knew if I kept doing that, I would like cripple myself in bed again, like looking at every number, looking at every TikTok, and then getting influenced by it. Like, at least I know I could at the end of the day say like, no matter what uh, my video does, no matter what my content does, no matter what my account does, I know that it's coming from me and I know it's something I believe in. And I know it's not something that I created out of a fear to get numbers or drive the numbers. And you know, I've seen a lot of content creators like really fall apart cause they're losing their minds at the numbers. And I've always like, yes, I get it. I've been there. And that's why you need to like set the boundary of yourself. But, um, I think Dylan at Jules is actually said this and I thought it was great. He was like, you know, what works for you and what's good for you. Cause I think, you know, I told him I don't look at my numbers and he was like, you know exactly what your boundary is. And that's why you need to set it. And yeah. maybe other content creators, like he probably wouldn't have an issue looking at his things. Like maybe he has a better mindset about it. It's been about two years now. Like I could probably start looking at it, but I don't want to fall in to that trap. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I'm familiar with it. I know what I'm like. I know how I get. So, so how did you decide to set that boundary? Did you just like go cold Turkey? Pretty much like to stop watching TikToks was really quickly quick for me. I like, I was a huge fan of TikTok prior to um, starting making content. I was obsessed with it. Of course, who isn't? Your For You page is so, the algorithm is so powerful. Oh my gosh. It yeah, will really show get me, me things to <laughs> a T. I, yeah. I get creators that are half Middle Eastern, half Hispanic. Oh, and How does specific. that even exist? Oh, very specific. Like, exactly. And they'll be like, they'll be like, hey, you who lives in Manhattan, in New York City, who moved here for school. Like very specific to yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I would, I was looking through my camera roll and I was looking at old screenshots and it was always very specific things on my For You page. I was like, yeah, I did just have to quit cold turkey. I was just like, well, I came to the point where I was talking to my friend and I was like so upset and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just refreshed and it didn't go up um, in the past minute and like it's been two minutes now, what's happening? Da, da, da. And like that is bad That's shit. when you realize. Oh, that's crazy. Like it's like, <laughs> why do you even, I shouldn't care that much, one. And two, it's just like, it's just like, it, it's too all consuming. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not going to watch anymore. Done with that. Done watching TikToks. And just when I started noticing how unhealthy it got and how much it took away from the productivity and like the sole purpose of it. Cause like if you go in for the numbers, like I'm sure from the bottom of my heart that you will get those numbers. But like, I think you're always going to itch for it and you're always going to want it. And it's going to be like, never gonna be Oh, it's unsatisfiable. Like insatiable. Yeah. Yes. Like you're never going to get it. So yeah, I, I had to set that boundary for myself. That was like maybe a month into my TikTok being a TikTok. And then I just took it from there. And like, it is a crutch too, because like I think it would be good for me to know which videos are resonating, which videos aren't. So, so I can, that you can create more like that. Yeah, yeah, I could curate it a little better. But then I also play into that risk of being like, and then I take it personally when I'm like, I love that video, or I'm like, oh, I love that message, or I'm like, oh, I I wrote, I worked really hard on that video, or I like wrote yeah. that video very intentionally, and maybe it didn't do what I expected or I wanted it to do and then I take it personally so I'm just like I'll just keep throwing shit at the wall until it sticks something I really struggle with is like Mm -hmm. when I make a video that I think is really really beautiful and like I put like a a, like some type of phrase on it that really resonated with me and it gets like 200 views and I'm like oh nobody cares oh and see this is like the other thing I know I just went on that huge tangent but you can't take it personally because sometimes it straight up is just the algorithm oh yeah you know the TikTok gods will decide what blows up and what doesn't and it's so out of your hand and you can you can cater to it as much as you can but it is so out of your hand so you can make the best damn thing 
of your life or in the world and like if TikTok's just like eh I don't know about this one it's not gonna go anywhere it's not gonna go anywhere and what I told myself initially when that was happening was okay make the next one like you just, just keep, keep going. going you just keep going you can't dwell on that one and be like why didn't it work it's just like no you make another one or like you had a video that you were really proud of and it's just like it didn't do what you wanted to do you make another one you make another one and that's what being a creator is it's just like you keep making it you keep making the content you don't stop basically yeah. And not just being a creator, pursuing anything you're passionate about. I think anything. people tend to give up right before exactly. they take off. I heard this this statistic actually about podcasts mm-hmm. that most podcasts that make it past the one year mark and they're consistent immediately blow up. Mm-hmm. But ninety five or something crazy like that percent of people give up they before give up the before one year mark. There. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I've there's this thing I wish I knew it specifically. I'm sure if I looked it up, I could find it. But there's like four peaks before you get to success. It's like blind ambition it's like this is completely wrong and don't quote me on this but it's very general it's blind ambition it's being excited about this idea so it's i'm gonna start a tiktok yay let's do it and then it's um like the realistic um expectations of it when you start it's like oh the videos are not doing that are done like it's time consuming oh yeah yes exactly you get you the the harsh realities of that goal become prevalent then this is the this is where people give up the third point i think it's like the valley of i don't know failure or something like that and it's like that's when they're like okay what's not doing you get past that, you you get there. You get and there. I that's how I was too with not only my TikTok, because it was like August through November of just throwing content out until one stuck. And I just refused to give up. And like actually interestingly enough, I wish I brought my journal, but in my journal I would write like, I believe in myself so much. I'm not stopping. This is the time that's gonna work for me. I'm not giving up. And like if no one else believes in me, I believe in me. And I would write that on my journal, even if it's just a little pep talk for myself. Yeah. Because I, I did quit my job that I was working at the time. I worked at um, an elementary school as a paraeducator. Oh. And I was like leaning towards teaching. Like I was going towards the direction of teaching. And I was like, I did quit it because I was like, I want to dedicate to this and I know I can make it, but I need to I need to be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Um and it it was just like it had to work. And that was my mindset. And also I've been doing this for five years now. I was, when I was 19, I like had the intention. I was like, I'm going to be a content creator. Not mm-hmm. necessarily that word. Maybe it was like a YouTuber or like a Viner or whatever was big at the time. Um, I wanted to do that. But I would give up constantly throughout the next five years. Like I would keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And it wouldn't work. And I would just give up and get a job. And I would work the job for a couple months. And I'd be like, what are you doing? You don't this want this. This isn't right. No, it's not right. Yeah. You don't want to study. You don't want to be in school. You don't want to work this. You want to you wanna entertain. Mm-hmm. So I would quit whatever it is and I'll get back into it and it'll repeat for like five years and the reason why this one works for me and I truly believe this is because I told myself no no plan b you're doing it and you're going all the way so like yeah it's like you need to get past that point you know that's how I got into medical school really so many people were like well what are you gonna do if you don't get in you're not a very strong competitive applicant and I was like oh my gosh what do you mean what am I gonna do I'm gonna be a doctor like that's there's like no point if, blank or period. I exactly. was like if I need to do a master's if I need to do some type of a five-year program exactly like whatever I need to do I'm gonna do it if I have to reapply it's okay but like at the end of the day I don't not want to be a doctor enough to not figure it out you're the only one who could stop yourself from achieving that goal yeah Cause like let's say if like Let's say if they had that influence on you to be like, okay, well, let me think about plan B. You know what I mean? Because I did think about plan B. Yeah. I was working towards plan B and I was like, that People was People were talking me into plan B. Oh, right. Because they're you know? all coming from places of like pure intentions. They want what's best for you. They want But they're projecting safe. their insecurities and fear of failure onto you. Yeah, exactly. And then like they, if they're comfortable being there, by all means, I will never knock that for them. But I'm not comfortable being yeah. there. I need to achieve. I need to be where I want to be. And I have that ambition and drive. And it's like, like I said in my journal, it's like, I know, like, I, I believe in myself. And that was, that's always good enough for me, you know? So 
it's it, like you said it applies to everything it's not just content creation yeah. like you know you want to be a doctor you want to go into film school i don't like whatever people's ambitions are like whatever you feel drawn to doing you just can't stop and you really do have to believe in yourself and everyone's always going to make it if you do there's no way you're just yeah. not going to make it i i cannot fathom that actually yeah you just need to keep trying I think that if you continue showing up in a way as if, like, there is no chance of failure, yep. you become that person. Oh, easily. And that's, like, affirming it, like, manifestation. I I just started this series. I'm going to start posting about how celebrities manifest um, their, like, successes. There are so... Like, Jim Carrey talks about it I a lot. I just... Yes! I just watched a four-minute video of him talking about it, and he's very inspiring. I did his check thing of writing a check to myself, and I'm ready to check cash that when it comes to... <laughs> but... <laughs> He's super inspiring. Ariana Grande, Drake, Shawn Mendes, like Jennifer Aniston, um, Lizzo, you know, like all of these. A lot of them got really, really clear on what they wanted. Yeah. And that was how it happened. And that's how it happened. Exactly. So what is for like the average person that has never like knowingly manifested anything before? Right. Can you give them like a crash guide? Let's to, do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Super easy. Don't overcomplicate it. I feel like, especially on TikTok and just with all the sources, people think, Oh, you have to do X, Oh, I saw this one thing about making a card with all these different colors and then okay. putting something in the different colors. And mm -hmm. I was like, this is a lot of it's work. It's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work. And see, for me, it's never that much work. For me, it's as simple as being like, oh, I live in New York City because I lived in California before I moved uh -huh. here. And I currently live in New York City. It is as simple as that. I write in my journal. I love my apartment in New York City. I love my beautiful apartment in New York City with view of the city, da, da, da. And like, people are like, how many times did you write it? How did you write it? I'm like, once in June. Because I don't overcomplicate it. You have to let it go. Oh, I do let it go. Because yeah. I'm like, I read, when I write it down, I'm like, mine. Done. I don't need to do it. So, like, if you do want to get into manifesting, the most simple thing is just, like, act like you already have it. Yeah. And also, the video that, the series that I'm making about these celebrities, like, five out of seven of them have said, just act like you already have it. And then it happens. And it's very interesting. And it's, for me, it's like... I'm also a skeptic where I could watch a celebrity say that I'm like, well, of course you're rich and famous. You, it's easy for you to get anything you want. But then it's like, then you have like a person like me who's just like, who's been there and like, right. I'm not Jennifer Aniston or Billie Eilish, you know what I mean? Who talked about how they got their success. It's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. It's so simple. Like, like here, just like really easy. An example would be like, what do I want right now? I am so excited and thankful that I passed a million followers on TikTok. It's such a blessing. So easy, quick. I don't have to think about it or stress about it. I'm just like, okay, great. It's mine. You what know are what the mean? odds that some people like listen to this episode and then click on your handle in the and caption it's like a, and it's... Ooh, okay. That would be so The cool. odds are high. <laughs> that's <laughs> They're so I high because that's what's going to happen. Because it's already happened. Yeah. Congrats to me. Actually, funnily enough... I can't wait for your party. We throw you for this. Oh my God. You just read my effing mind because <laughs> Saturday... Oh my god, I have to show you this. I will like dic I will verbalize it for my um for this podcast because you can't see it, but like I said Ryan's pre one million party party guest list. Oh my god. And I because I'm I'm throwing a party with my boyfriend this weekend. Um and it's just a party, but to me, I was like, it's because I hit a million. And that's what I told myself. And Wait, that's what we're celebrating. It is. I'm going to cheers to that. And we are going to cheers to it. And I'm excited. And I can see it in my head. I can see like a gold one and a gold M balloon. And like, just it's just going to be it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm excited for that. you. Thank you. And I think a, a really big point that people struggle to understand is that like the more you want something, the more you are in a frequency where you're lacking it. Oh, because yeah. wanting something is Absolutely. reaffirming that you don't have it. Absolutely. And that's something I'm struggling with right now with my love life because I'm constantly like, I see all these happy couples and I love love and I love looking at them, but I'm just like, 
how can they have it and I can't? Oh, okay. And so then I'm just like, oh, but then I catch myself and I'm like, I'm in a frequency of not having it. You need to come from a state of abundance and not resisting it and not saying you're, because like everything you just said was a state of lack. And this is something I had to learn too. And also, I've been single my entire life, and I just got I've a boyfriend. I've been in multiple long-term relationships. This is the longest I've ever been single for. And, and I know... With purpose. I think it's, yeah. it's with purpose. Like, yeah. I need to be single right now. I wouldn't be on TikTok right now if I was still dating my last oh, boyfriend. Oh, me too. Absolutely not. Oh, me not. too. If I was in a relationship, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you because I know I would have focused on him. Yeah. And actually, I set the intention. I said, I need to have past half a million on TikTok before I even think about dating because I need to be laser focused on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and like, it comes when it comes and don't come from a state of lack. It's not, oh, I want a boyfriend. I want a relationship. Everyone else has it. It's, I'm so excited for this relationship that I have. And this is the one, like, I feel so happy and secure of like my partner right now. And like, they came at the time they needed to when I'm secure within my own life and career. And like, you're going to be so shocked when that comes about. And like, honestly, like, Hopefully, I don't know when. But I also struggle because I don't want one right now because it's like I live in the Upper West Side right now. Yeah. I'm moving to Brooklyn this summer. Right. I'm gonna move to God knows where all around fourth year doing my rotations for like interviews at different You're hospitals. Just all over the place. And then residency, I'm gonna match in like whatever hospital I match to. Yeah. So it, I also feel like it doesn't even make sense for me to start dating someone and then be like moving all around the place. Yeah. So it's like it's such a back and forth where I'm like. You want that settled and you want your own established life and you want to know like, hey, I know. I'm gonna wake up in this same apartment in, this home in that I, four months. Yes. From, yeah, I get. I I'm, I miss that stability. Me too. But I know that mm-hmm. when I have that stability, I'm gonna miss this point in my life. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You're always gonna appreciate every little thing. Like it's still exciting that those are possibilities for you. Like maybe your next apartment that you find is gonna be like your dream apartment, yeah. the one that's really it for you. And then you're gonna remember like the current one that you're in, and you're gonna be like, I, you know, I really miss like the window so like love the two how windows. Homey this one is. Oh, yeah. so homey, so cute, like. And, you know, invite them to come see it. But it's, <laughs> it's so lovely. Maybe I'll do a little apartment tour for everyone. Oh, you should. Because people like me, I apartment tours. Eat are the that up. Oh, I eat it up. Oh, I'm the nosiest bitch in New York. I'll come to someone's apartment and be like, hello. I'm like, What's in that closet? Yeah, so How like, many shelves does it have? Exactly. I'm like, so where's your pantry? And what's the square footage? And I'm like, oh, okay, where's the lighting coming from? Like, yeah, I, I like, I'm super into the apartment thing, but you know, you're always going to appreciate it. And like, it, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice thing. And like, even though it seems unstable and chaotic and like up in the air, oh, I always say this, the verge, you're on the verge of like the next best thing. And yeah. You don't, and it's exciting. You don't know it yet. Exactly. There are so many days where I wake up so excited. I'm like, this could be the best day of my and life. And it is. And every, I find, I find, I learned this throughout my last year in 2021, every day is the best day of my life. Cause I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm living this, I'm doing this. And it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter where it goes. It's just like, it just is life and like that's yeah. life and being positive about that and like you naturally attract that abundance, you know, you're going to find like that relationship that you're looking for. Actually, the relationship you already have, you're not even seeking it. Like it just comes to you naturally. It just will be. It already is. Be it already is. Timing. Exactly. I think something that really reassures me is the reminder that like we are currently living out what our previous selves dreamed of. Oh, absolutely. Like, I used to pray every yes. single day that I would get my acceptance from my medical school. It was my top choice. And it doesn't... I even, would be, yeah. like, on the elliptical because they say to, like, think the positive things when your body's in a flow state. Really? I would be, like, in the middle of my workout, like, picturing the acceptance letter. Damn, I'm about to go to the gym then because <laughs> we get in that million. But, yeah. No, it's exactly that. I used to... Because, like, think about all the stressors you have right now. Yeah. They wouldn't even exist if you didn't accomplish that other thing you really wanted. Right. Like, I used to get on my knees before bed in my childhood bedroom 
and pray to God, God, please don't let me work a nine to five. I'm not meant for a nine to five. I'm meant to entertain. I'm meant to be seen. I'm meant to be heard. And I'd be like, God, please give me a voice. Like, and I remember like, I would be crying. I'd be upset. And I would do it every night. This was during the pandemic. Cause I was really scared and upset. And I was about to graduate because school was the crutch for me. Where I was like, I'm in school. I'm a student. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need a job. I don't I'm have student. to worry about being yeah. an adult. I was like, hey, I'm no, still I'm a student. student. Yeah. yeah I'm a student. Oh, after I'm going to be a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got my shit together and doing that. No, like, obviously a huge vacation and, like, a safety net. But I would yeah. pray and, like, you're exactly right. Now I'm exactly doing God, you know, universe, whatever your higher power is, whatever you believe in, granted that for me, blessed me with it, and it, w- it was exactly what I prayed for. And the stressors I have now, which I do have stressors, wouldn't even exist without that. And, like, I'd rather be here than still praying for to, to be here, you know? Yeah. So I totally get that. Like yeah. every time you level up, there's new little bits of resistance. I Always. remember when yeah. I started this podcast, I was so intimidated. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what an RSS feed is. I don't know what a, like what platform to distribute it on. I didn't yeah. know what any of these words were. And now I just like upload it and hit submit. And there you go. You, you get used to it. And you no one knows up. anything. You, you wing it. You go along. You wing it as you go. Like yeah. when I first started TikTok, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My lighting was shit. I was just in my bedroom. I would like be so horrible. The video would be like 20 minutes long when I really just needed like two sentences of what I was trying to get across like you figure it out as you go and like mm-hmm. you know as long as you feel satisfied and passionate about it it's it's gonna work basically you just have to keep pushing it is yeah so realistically how did you transition from creating this entire big community and following to mm-hmm. making it a career okay so like because I think that's something that like really interests a lot of people where it's yeah. like okay maybe I have a good number of followers or like maybe I'm really passionate about this but like realistically like how did you do it so that you could afford the lifestyle you want to afford right and it's exactly that a lot of creators and just people in general who are like pursuing this need to really think about the monetization factor of it and for me you know what let me tell you a funny story when i first started tiktok i had obviously quit my job and i wasn't making money and i wasn't making money from tiktok initially i really wasn't and i'd also be upset about that i'd be like I'd be like, journal, I have this platform now and I have these things going on for me and everything's good, but why am I broke? Yeah. Like, I was like, what the heck? There are some really, really huge creators that don't make like anything. Exactly. And that's very concerning. So then for me, and then I was just like, wait, I've seen all these TikTok boys and they have big followings, but they have an OnlyFans. And I was like, why do they have an OnlyFans? They're TikTok famous. They're probably rich from TikTok. And then when I got there, I was like, oh, TikTok don't pay you shit. And I was yeah. like, oh no. And I was like, oh, do I need an OnlyFans? I was like, oh no, this is horrible. Like, I don't know what to do. Do I need to get a job and do this on the side and figure it out and pray for the best? Um, for the most part, content creators, if you're doing this, you're probably not going to get paid or paid well for at least three to five years. Like you really, I saw a TikTok that said this, it was like an influencer and he was like, here's a realistic life of a content creator. He was like, you don't live a life. You think about content 24 seven. It was, yeah. oh my God, I have to find it. It was incredible. Or you're like, constantly yeah. making the content. Constantly making the content. Like for me, I post like three to five times, no, three to five, three times a day. Yeah. And that means I need 90 videos a month and I schedule them and I like, I'm very intentional with them and I have to think about them. And it's like, it does take a lot of time and it is like very all consuming and stuff like that. But um, back to your initial question, the monetization of being a content creator, you have to be intentional of making it a business. Jules talks about this. It X me Jules on TikTok. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is our mutual friend that introduced us. Bless right. her heart. Yeah. Bless her heart. She's incredible. Check out her content. Love her. She really talks about like, you are the business. You are the brand. And that's the mindset. I, when I got into this, I was like, I just want to create. I just want to be creative. I just want to have fun with this. I don't care about 
you know, this Because I'm like, aspect. I want to inspire these pre-med students, but I'm like, how? I don't want to take their money. Like, how oh, am I going to, no, That's you know exactly what I mean? how I feel. And that's actually yeah. still something I stand by today. It's like, I don't want to come off as someone who is using their audience to X, Y, Z or whatever. And like, that's something I still stand by because then, you know, it, when there are times when it dips as a content creator, it dips. Sometimes it's not as great. Sometimes it's super great. Like, it really depends on, like, what you have going on for yourself. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not trying to solicit money. I'm not trying to do any of that. And especially, like, at the end of the day, their support and their kindness and their positivity towards me is priceless and more oh, than yeah. enough. So that's how I feel about that. But you, you can't put all your eggs in one tiktok basket one spotify basket one podcast basket one little whatever your platform is whatever you're doing content creation or not um i'm sure if you have like a very like traditional career as like um a doctor or like therapist or something obviously you can put your eggs in there because it's probably gonna be consistent for you throughout mm -hmm. the rest of your life but if you're a content creator it is a very tricky field and it, really, it fluctuates quite a bit so you have to become the brand you have to go in the business and you have to think about different ways to monetize so mm -hmm. like if you do want a specific lifestyle or you just want to do it for a living like you want to be able to pay your bills mm -hmm. and like get by and create content and that's ultimately the goal and dream for a lot of people who want yeah. to be content creators. Um, I'm not, I'm sure a lot of people aren't necessarily like, I need to be like the ACE family and have a $10 million home. You know, mm -hmm. I think, I think it's just at the end of the day, like I want to be able to create and I want to be able to support myself when I create. So it's thinking about different ways to monetize. It's about being really smart about it. It's finding people who are going to support you. And, um, it really depends on what you're doing. And I could actually talk about this forever because like the monetization of it and having creators getting paid is like something important to me just on a personal level because it's just like obviously well, I would love to get it's paid. It's important to me too because I'm like, right. yes, I have this platform where like people talk about doing the things they love. Right. But then like if it's not funding your lifestyle, then it's like it, it what means you is, have to or, take like, time away from you, it. You exactly. have to stop or you yeah. have to like I know a lot of um, creators who have their quote unquote day job. Like yeah. we were at um Jules's um apartment and there were people there that we were I was talking to and they're like, Oh, this is my day job and it takes up a lot of my time and then at night I make the TikToks and like a lot of times that is the creator life that you just have to commit to until the to the creator thing takes off for you and really brings you the money. Mm -hmm. I felt fortunate enough last year to have been consistently with be within um, brand deals that would supplement oh, me and okay. support me and it was very consistent. But like now, for example, just to keep it completely transparent, since January 2022, 2022, I have not been in any brand deals. I was going to say, I've never seen a video of yours with a brand deal. And I'm very intentional about what I work with and yeah. what I advertise and what I believe in. And I'm not going to just sit there and sell like a skinny tea if I'm not necessarily using it or I believe in it. I get so many herbal supplement emails. Like mm -hmm. I'm a like I'm like a micro creator at this point and mm -hmm. I get so many and I'm like, I'm not going to advocate for your product, especially when I'm going to be a future physician. People are going to take health advice oh, from me. Absolutely. I don't know what's in your product. It's not FDA approved. That integrity is priceless because yeah. it builds the trust of your audience. Because if you're sitting there, you're selling some shit you don't believe in, they're not going to believe in you. No. You know what I mean? They're not going to buy it. <laughs> like So like, yes, maybe it'll give you a check at the end of the day, or maybe it could be something that could help you. But it's like, I'm very intentional of what I put out. Like the brands I work with and the projects I take on, I have to not only believe in, I have to love the brand. I have to do my own research towards it. I have to think about how my audience will react, if it will help them at the very least. And yeah. also make sure I maintain like being like, you do not need to spend money on this if it comes down to it. It's, yeah. it's the relationship. It's the most important thing. Like the only company I like really work with right now is The Nudge because I actually really love them and use them and that's exactly, for like city plans. Yeah. And then people ask me about my skincare and I work with Coco Kind because I use like Coco Kind skincare. Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly, what it is. And yeah. Those are the perfect like little perfect storms. Of course, make sure you're being compensated appropriately. But like for me, it's like, 
when brands I love come to me and I'm just like, oh my god, I've been fucking loving this brand. Like, that's the shit, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, it's it's not like as often. So like, yeah, again, full transparency. Like, I haven't had a brand deal since January started this year. I was locked in one every month last year mm-hmm. and it was the, it was supplementing me quite a bit. Again, I wasn't putting all my eggs in one TikTok basket though because I was really thinking about other avenues and re- of revenue and like other streams of sources of income just to really make sure that it was realistic that I could do this yeah. and that can manifest in different ways for different content creators like merch or like events or you know I've seen um, other TikTokers selling classes and stuff like oh, and doing like these aren't ones. these aren't necessarily what I'm quote, quote unquote doing but I do see how they're doing it and I respect the hustle and I understand it and mm-hmm. I'm like got it, it makes sense you gotta do what you gotta do and they're um, adding value to those people's lives in exchange for the and, courses and these people the, want yeah. that service and that's mm-hmm. perfectly fine for them or whatever like for me it's like I always have to be really mindful and intentional about it um, yeah, so it, you, if you do want to make money off of it, you really have to think about it outside of that. And you really have to think of your life and yourself as a business. And I look at me as emotions, as the brand and meaning like, you know, this name, this face, this content, my voice, whatever I'm providing to this other thing, like it, it all accumulates, um, to making the, you know, the income or whatever. So yeah. it's like being intentional of what you, what you do, what you work with you know, and that's how you make money. You have to be really smart about it. You have to be really smart about it. Cause I know a lot of content creators too, who can have millions and like, maybe they, maybe they don't know how to monetize it. Mm-hmm. And you should, <laughs> cause you should, you should make a living off of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think there's this like strong misconception that we're raised with that. Like you have to hate your job and I'm really working to like rewire that in my brain and like, no, I can make money doing the things I love. I love seeing patients. Oh, exactly. Like I love teaching yoga. It's you need to like understand that you yourself have a lot to offer and yes, you deserve to be compensated for it. Mm-hmm. It's just a period. Like it's just like at the end of the day, that is, that is a fact. And that is something you need to affirm to yourself. I deserve compensation for what I am doing. And I am not forcing these people to attend my class. I am not holding a, you know, weapon <laughs> to yeah. their head. I am offering a service and people who choose me and choose this energy and choose what I have to offer. Cause like you and someone else can have the exact same experience class, like certification, everything, but your energy, who you are might be different than them and they could still be amazing, but they're going to choose who they want to be with. And yeah. it's always their choice. And that's something you need to tell yourself too. Like it's, I, I remember I struggled with that initially too. Cause like, um, um, one of the sources of income for more transparency is I go live frequently mm-hmm. and my followers would, you know, shower me with the little TikTok gifts, which Aww. by the way, please do not do. TikTok takes half of it. It's not even worth it. Oh. Like, yeah, exactly. So you can give me a hundred dollars, but I'm only getting 50. So I appreciate that you wanted to give me a hundred, but I'm not getting that hundred. So like, I would rather you just spend that money on yourself Yeah. because it's not TikTok's getting it. You know what I mean? But for example, that was a big concern of mine. And I would go live and be like, please do not give me things that are done. But at the end of the day, it's just like, but you can't, you can't, you can't just, you have to get over it. And like, it's just like, it is what it is. Like, thank you. Just appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. If they want to give it to you, just accept it with love. If they want to take your class, if they want to do yoga with you, if they want to be a patient of yours, accept it with love and be like, I deeply appreciate this genuinely. And this is, this is a personal interaction for me as well. This is a good experience for me. And it's, it's, it's like something that I am enjoying and, you know, it's, um, you're giving me the grace to be with me. And yeah. this is like the personal inter, um, personal connection there. So like, that's something you have to tell yourself too. It really is an exchange energy I too. I love that. It's mm-hmm. always an energetic exchange. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it's like, you always, you get something out of it, whether it is that money or not. Like I personally find connecting with my followers individually and getting to know them and learning their names and figuring things out with them. You can't really take that for granted. You can't replicate that at all. You can't. No. And it's very real. And you know, like you said, like with your 
you know, with the people who attend your classes or with when you become a doctor, you know, it's it's a genuine connection yeah. and that's what you want and that's what you're aspiring towards. Yeah, and that's why I chose this field. And like there are some people that like don't like the long-term interpersonal inter interactions and they just want like the facts to give them the facts and be done and like I, I can't go into one of those fields of medicine. Like I, I can't be a surgeon. Like I right. I want like the type of relationship with my patients where like I see them every year for like 10 years and things yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then you're family to them and they know yeah. they can come to you and they're comfortable with you and they're not going to, they don't feel that anxiety when they're just like, I need to see the doctors like, she's got me. I'm yeah. good. And I get Whatever to follow happens, them good. through to like them, their healing. I think that's the coolest part of it. Exactly. And you're being a part of their healing too. And like that itself is like, it's just such hero work. I don't know. Like it really well, is. Well, that's why I resonate so much with your content. Cause oh, I think in a really you. big way, yeah. like when you validate people's feelings, like a lot of times people will feel so bad about being emotional or like crying exactly. on a random day. And for you to reassure them and be like, you're not alone. Like it's okay to feel this way. Oh, it's everything. And that's especially so healing. they have that community too, to be like, be like, Oh my God. You in know, the comments, it's such a community. Everyone responding to it. Oh my god, exactly. It's the best. And like, I'm truly so fortunate. Like, I don't partake in TikTok necessarily as an audience member enough, but I definitely feel like I, you know, I'm just going to go and say, I don't care if it's too forward or anything. I have like the best community on TikTok because they, they uplift each other. Yeah. It's not just about me. It's not the Ryan show. It's they, they uplift each other. They care about each other. They support each other. They know each other. They That's interact with I each other. Build. Oh, it's incredible. And it's like, Ir ir irreplaceable and like I like that it's it's bigger than me yeah you want it to be bigger than you you don't want it to be about you that's when the ego comes in and when yeah. the ego comes in it's over <laughs> so the yeah. egos it's always a battle it is and like you know especially when you're killing it and you're doing great like you want to feel yourself you want to hype yourself up at the end of the day it's always about the people and like you know yeah. with your field that you're doing with literally every aspect of what you're doing it is about the people and you know at the core if you remember that you're always gonna be good you're always gonna have it I love that. Yeah. That was such a beautiful, I guess that was like an ending note because you're getting pretty deep into the episode. Oh my God, time has flown it's by. It's been an incredibly lovely conversation. Um, I love it when you're like in flow state and you have no concept of time. Yeah. And this little <laughs> leaf was like covering the time so I had no clue how long we'd been talking oh, really? for. Yeah. I would, I noticed I'd glance at it and an angel number every time and I'm like, oh. I was like, That's okay, beautiful. I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're blessing this episode. They are. Um, Where, okay, wait. First, I always love asking, what right. is like a resource that really changed your life, your perspective? It can be like a book, a talk, a podcast, someone you really look up to. Um, like in a in a mental health perspective? Just like something that's like really, it could be inspirational, it could be mental health, something that's important to you that you hold close to your heart. Okay, you guys, like affirmations, it's corny as hell and I completely agree, but it is life-changing. When yeah. you affirm those good things to yourself and you say them to yourself, you gotta fake it till you make it. And like for me, oh, I do those affirmations nightly. I say them, I don't say them in the mirror, but like I do believe in them and eventually you're just gonna naturally fall into it. You wanna get into the point where it's just like, where it's just like, I have this, I got this. I'm always gonna get it. I'm always gonna be in this position and it radiates power within you. So like really it's just creating, you don't even need a look up affirmations, create them for yourself. What's something specific with you? So that's something very life-changing for me. Mm -hmm. I love the affirmations. I do actively use them like daily. Where do you find them? You just like look them up on like, I look them up on like Pinterest. That you can definitely look them up anywhere. Like go on any social media, search affirmations. You can even search specific affirmations like, you know, like breakup affirmations or okay. like, you know, if you want to feel better about something, I personally write my, my own, like if there's a video of mine and it's an affirmation video, I write them myself, but mm -hmm. I do them with the intention of thinking about what the situation is, what the right words are. Like you want to choose very empowering words. So let's say, um, I hate my smile, 
right? So let's say I hate my smile. It's going to be like, I love my smile. People like my smile. People feel good when they see me smiling. People are empowered mm-hmm. by, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling good about myself. And then you you, you work that in and mm-hmm. you, like, start smiling more. You know what I mean? So um, you can always write them yourself. Figure out what you need to hear. Yeah. What do you need to hear? What would you love for someone to tell you? Yeah. Tell it to yourself. <laughs> you know, and then you'll believe it. And I think everything you need always comes from within you. And the always. more you try to seek it from someone else, like the more difficult things it are It creates resistance mm-hmm. and then it creates dependency. Yes. You have it here. You can be alone for, you know, isolation. It sucks. But you do have it within yourself to get through it. And feel empowered and come out of it empowered right like yeah. you gotta you gotta look at it like that and like rewiring the brain with affirmations is actually one of the most powerful things you can do it is because you'll start to perceive situations in a way that correspond to those affirmations you're telling yourself oh yeah like and the, that's what changes everything for you everything works out for me everything's always working in my favor i actually think about this all the time I'm like why does everything always work out in my favor i was like like if it is just affirmation it does always work in my favor. Yeah. Like, I miss a subway and that could be frustrating. I don't even think about that. Like, you read my mind. Well, oh my I, was, I was going to give that example. I was You're literally kidding. about to say. I don't ne- get, I've never used that example ever. But. I don't get upset or stressed anymore when I miss my subway car because I tell myself there's a reason I wasn't meant to be on that car. And that's perfectly I, fine. I'm being protected from something. Absolutely. I feel so protected everywhere I walk. You still get there. And, like, yeah. you still, and then when I get to the destination, I'm like, I'm not like the rest of the day. It's not subway. Oh my god! I'm like, I arrived at the time I was supposed to arrive. Absolutely, exactly. The subway thing. Yeah, exactly. That was it. it Was in the forefront of my mind, and then you said it. That that's weird. I must have plucked it because I've never used that example before. I barely missed the subway too. I missed it yesterday, (laughs) but I wasn't upset. I was like, okay. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's fine. I'll wait three minutes. (laughs) It's okay. You know, like yeah. Um, okay, so very, very cool. Everyone's going to be looking up affirmations and writing them down every day and repeating them themselves. Love and that. where can everyone find you? Obviously, I'm going to have everything linked in the caption. Right, thank you. what your favorite platforms are, TikTok, obviously. TikTok. My, you can find me at E period M-O period T-I-O-N-S across the board everywhere except Twitter. I don't actively have a Twitter, but exactly that. It's emotions phonetized with periods. TikTok, Instagram, please be weary if there are fake accounts that follow you because there's a million of me. I think so, the best way to do it is if you go to his TikTok, mm-hmm. click on the Instagram button. There it is. Because that'll link it directly That's to my his actual Instagram. That's my only sole Instagram. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So please be cautious. But for the most part, yeah, emotions everywhere. And it'll be fun when they go to look you up and probably already follow you. Yay! Because you're going to be at a million by the time this comes out. So exciting and fun. Okay, thank you so much for spending the past bit of your time with us. We are so grateful for you to have shared this space and this um, conversation with us. I love getting to, like, have these conversations that I wouldn't otherwise maybe have and, like, also getting to share them with people that otherwise wouldn't have gotten to hear them. Absolutely. So I'm so grateful to you, Ryan, for being here. And all of my beautiful listeners, um, comment on the last All Things Con Amor um, podcast Instagram page post what your favorite part of this episode was just so we can know Um, and if you share it on your socials at all tag us it'll make my day okay might as well alrighty thank you